I'm Eli Schwartz, and this is SEO in 2023. Eli, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? I think in 2023, it's time for SEOs to stop thinking of SEO for Google and to stop thinking of Google algorithms and what's the latest algorithm update and how do they find a loophole in that algorithm, but really to think of broader search engines. It could be Baidu, it could be Bing, it could be Apple, it could be Amazon, it could be TikTok, could be anything. If you focus on the user, the, you can be agnostic to the search engine because it's people looking for things, they're pulling for information. If you focus on Google and you're focused on the Google algorithm and Google suddenly becomes not the most popular search engine or Google changes their algorithm, you could find yourself losing traffic. But if you focus on the user looking for information, typing a query into any search engine, you're guaranteed to find that user somehow. Is Google showing signs of not becoming the most popular search engine? Or is it just the fact that there was always other search engines, there was always Apple Podcasts, there was always YouTube, and SEOs just haven't thought about it in the past and they need to think about it now? I think it's interesting that for the first time ever, Google's mentioning a competitor. They mentioned a competitor early in the year and they said they're concerned about TikTok. Now, I don't think TikTok is really competition to Google search yet, but TikTok is so popular. I don't use it because it's addictive, but TikTok is so popular that people, it's the first app people go to on their phone. TikTok could launch a search engine that they say, well, you're watching videos, but what else would you like to know? Would you like to find somewhere to eat? Would you like to find out where a doctor is? Would you like to find out what time the uh, Super Bowl is going to start? All of that information, TikTok already has you in their platform. Now they could also become a search engine. So to me, that's the only sign that Google could be losing its dominance. But regardless of that, I think if you focus on the user and focus on that search engines, whether it's Google or Bing or TikTok are just the mediums to find that information, I think the user wins and the website wins. Is TikTok just top of funnel? Is it just about discovery? Or is it something that actually people natively use for search engines for everything? So people are using it for search engines. They're using it to find videos right now. So that is how the behavior changes. I, TikTok to me was the less obvious search competitor to Google. To me, the most obvious search competitors to Google could be an Amazon, a Facebook, an Apple, where people are already going. You're already starting your, I don't know if we call it an internet journey, but your digital journey on these apps. They're already talking to your Echo device. You're already shopping on Amazon. Could an Amazon try to now get you to say, do you want to find other information and not just buy things from us? And they're building an ad market on top of that. Some people are still using Facebook. Couldn't Facebook also try to get you to use search a little bit more than they do right now? Right now, they're just partnered with Bing, but could they not actually launch a search engine? And I had conversations with people about at Google about these kinds of things. They think, and Google thinks their advantage is that they have couple decades of spam fighting. So that's probably true. They will be the best search engine that exists. But would most users not have an okay enough experience on those other search engines? Would an Amazon search engine be a hundred times worse than Google? Probably not. It would be certainly worse, but not a hundred times worse. Is it possible to track users through multiple search engines? So if someone discovers you through TikTok, then goes to your YouTube channel, then decides to subscribe to your podcast, and then makes a decision to come to your website and potentially buy from you. Is it possible at all to track that user? Probably not, which is why if people are doing those kinds of things and you can logically believe they're doing those kinds of things, 
you should be focusing on that. Now, as far as I know, TikTok does not have a crawler, but that is something that that could change very quickly. And we live in a world where TikTok makes so much money and they're such a big company. They don't have to launch a search engine. They could just buy a search engine. They could buy that crawler and the crawler that you already that is already crawling your site can now become a part of ByteDance and TikTok. So when you talk about logically know that someone might be doing that, that your target market might be doing that. Is that based upon one-on-one research actually with people who are your customers already? Uh, How do you actually find out that information? That's a great question. So yes, it is one-on-one research, but it's also something that I don't think enough people do in SEO, which is sit down and map out the user journey. So that's what I mean by logic. To say, well, I'm a plumber. How do people find my plumbing service? Well, they find all of all the people that find me, find me because they have, so other customers have used me and recommended me. So do you put effort into SEO if all of your customers come from word of mouth? So really to think through a logical funnel of like, how is your business working? How do you expect to find customers? And then to think through where do you put your effort? Where do you put your money to have people continue to find you? So I don't think enough people do that when it comes to SEO. They just default to well, here's a query that's related to the business, so therefore I'm going to create content around the query instead of like, is this a query that's going to translate into users? So that's the logic part. The other part, which is, yes, absolutely, interviews. So if you don't already know and you can't map it out in your mind, then interview users and say, how did you find me? Or potential users and say, how would you go about finding that kind of business? I think it's a lot more difficult nowadays to get easy organic traffic from probably any search engine. Maybe TikTok's easier now, but uh, something like Apple Podcasts or YouTube used to be a lot easier five to 10 years ago. You used to be able to launch a podcast and Apple Podcast and get organic traffic straight away. You used to publish a video on, on YouTube and not have a history within that channel and still have an opportunity for ranking for a keyword phrase in that video. Do you then advocate having to build an ongoing content strategy before giving yourself an opportunity to rank on these alternate search engines. Content strategy is critical. And I, again, I think that that's the part that's missing, a strategy. Not enough people in digital marketing. And I say that based on having talked to many, many companies and I ask them what their strategy is. And it consists of a bunch of tactics. It consists of, let me get links and let me publish this piece of content because I should. Rather than how does all this ladder into a broader strategy? So yes, if you want to have a strategy, let's say you're launching a podcast, who is going to listen to it? Where are listeners going to find me? I can't just say, well, these are the things I'm going to do and I'm going to jam it full of keywords because you're right. Today, there are so many other sites and other podcasts that are competing with you. You can't naturally expect that just because you use those keywords, you're going to win. So if you have a strategy and say, I'm appealing to this user base and this is the user base that is likely to use those keywords. And if they stumble upon me, they're going to refer other users to me because my podcast is so perfect for what they're looking for. That's a strategy. How do you build all that together instead of like, well, I've just done some keywords and it'll all work out for the best. And do you feel that you also have to blend your SEO strategy with other channels, other digital channels? Uh, for instance, you know, to, to, to launch a podcast or push a podcast or a YouTube show, generally you're better off actually to drive your own audience or a paid audience to that channel at the times that you've chosen to publish content on those search engines, if you want to call it that. So, so do you blend organic search and, and, and paid in your strategy as well? Yes, absolutely. Again, that's part of the strategy where you want to think about how all of your channels work together. 
So when I, I mentioned logical before, you really think about this flow, this user journey, this buyer's journey of how people are ending up on your site, your product, calling you, whatever it is that you're doing. And part of that is knowing where SEO fits in that funnel. In most cases, SEO is going to be all the way at the top of the funnel. So you want to carry people through that funnel so they convert and they pay you or download or whatever it is that you need them to do. That is likely going to be paid traffic. So top of funnel might be very broad. And now you've introduced them to your business. You've introduced them to your service. You've introduced them to your information. But as they go to the bottom of the funnel, those might be some specific keywords, which are expensive, which are competitive, and their advertising might make sense. So as you think about all that together, you say, how do I introduce people to this? How do I retarget them? How do I get them maybe to do a micro conversion like subscribe to my email list or subscribe to my YouTube or subscribe to my podcast so that I can keep hammering on them until they convert. It shouldn't be this one and done of like, well, I'm ranking on this keyword. If they don't convert today, my SEO is all for a waste. Instead, it should be I'm ranking on this keyword. I've introduced them to the topic of I introduced them to the product and the business from this page, but I do not expect them to convert because they're in the wrong place of that buyer's journey. You also mentioned Bing, Baidu and Yandex at the beginning as alternate search engines. Are there significant other things that you have to do to your site to optimize effectively for these search engines? And also, do these search engines have similar opportunities that Google Organic provides, um, such as feature snippets, knowledge panels, local packs? So no, there aren't specific things you can do. I'm not familiar enough with Baidu. I, Baidu is challenging. But I, I know that Yandex and Bing are very similar to Google. So you don't want a Yandex and Bing strategy specifically because it'll probably cost your Google strategy. So I like the idea of search engines becoming fragmented. I like the idea of there becoming an Apple search engine and a DuckDuckGo search engine and everyone gaining market share because you can no longer have a single search engine strategy. It really becomes an SEO strategy. It becomes a user organic user strategy to acquire those users from any sort of search engine they're, they're going on. Really pulling information, that's what search is. It's I'm going out there and I'm looking for something rather than advertising, which you're pushing onto them. So there really aren't different things you can do. You just want to kind of build the best content, build the best links, build the best visibility. And that's what you do. Right now, because Google has such a large market share, we focus on Google and the little aspects of Google's algorithms and the featured snippets. But Bing and, and, uh, and Yandex are very, very similar to Google, so you aren't going to do different things. The other thing that I would really add to that, which is that Bing and and uh, and Yandex or Bing specifically, when people use Bing, and I've interviewed a lot of people, I used to do this when I was at SurveyMonkey, interview people using Bing, they think they're using Google. They they don't realize they're using Bing. So I don't know how much of that is like I'm intentionally using Bing. It's they bought a they bought a Windows computer, and it defaults to Bing. And they think they're going to Google because it kind of looks like Google and they just never look to the top left that it's not Google. So that's the thing. That means that people are really platform agnostic. They think they're Googling. They'll be Googling on Bing, right? So they'll be Googling on TikTok. Google's the verb. They'll be Googling on TikTok. They'll be Googling on Bing. They'll be Googling on Yandex and Apple or whatever it is that they're doing. That's the idea, which is the search engine doesn't matter, provided that people get to the right results. And I think that Google results will always be the best. But... Bing isn't that far behind that when people use it, they're like, search is terrible. I can never do this again. What does a fragmented search environment mean for analytics? I.e., where do you look at your data? And then can you pull your data from 
different search engines into to, to one piece of software? I don't think that there are yet tools that are that are pulling all that information. But most people probably don't know is that Bing has a webmaster tools too, that's just like Google Search Console. And Bing plays so second fiddle to Google that in order to set up Bing Webmaster Tools, they allow you to verify your site and pull in all your Google Search Console data. So there's that. Uh, Yandex also has one where you can get your Yandex data. But again, most people are not paying any attention to this. They're only paying attention to Google. In a fragmented world, you probably do need to use a tool that pulls it all together. And you're going to find that there are differences between each of the search engines. And that's good. That means you're focusing on the user and you can no longer say, well, I want this URL to only surface on Google or I want this URL to only surface on Yandex. It really becomes, I want this URL to only surface to users from search. What do I need to present to them so it does well? Could something like Google Data Studio or Tableau be a solution? Honestly, I've never tried. Tableau, probably. Google Data Studio, I don't know if it pulls in Bing and Yandex. Okay, okay. I don't know either. <laughs> so I was asking the question, but it's a, it's, it's a challenging situation, certainly. And uh, you can understand why the majority of people, you know, struggle to tie data together. But if, you know, bringing it back to users, I think if you focus on your users and really know who your users are, then you're, you're certainly going around, going down the right path for 2023. Absolutely. And I, it's the most cliche thing ever, focus on your users. But I, if you look at a lot of the content people put out around focus on users, it, gets, uh, it starts with focus on users, but use this keyword. Uh, the no buts, focus on your users. If the users aren't buying, like if you are selling something, a B2B tool where, I don't know, a CIO, a CRO needs to buy it and they're not going to use organic search ever, then don't fo- there is no user. Don't focus on the user. If you're focusing on something very consumery that people only use on their phones, you don't need a mobile first strategy. You need a mobile only strategy. So that's the idea. It's really like users are the absolute king or queen when it comes to this. You're building your entire strategy around what they need and where they will find you, agnostic of what does the Google algorithm say about this. So you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? So I feel like I shared this last year, but it's still my biggest pet peeve, which is people saying it depends. So it depends becomes this, I don't know the answer. So therefore, I'm going to say it depends because I don't want to say I don't know. And it always bothers me because if you go to someone and they say it depends, then they go to someone else who will give you the right answer. Like imagine you go to a doctor and you say, well, I've got this thing. Am I going to die? And the doctor says it depends. You go to another doctor. You don't trust your doctor anymore. You want your doctor to give you a definitive answer. No, you're not going to die. You'll be fine, right? So I think SEOs do this and we fall into this trap and then we get pushed out of the room because no one wants the person creating a lot of doubt in the room, not answering questions. So instead of saying it depends, say, well, this is a great opportunity for us to learn. Let's run an experiment because I don't actually know what will happen because I'm not Google. So let's do this. It logically makes the most sense to, let's say, change a title tag or to launch a thousand new pages but I don't know. And two weeks from now, we will learn something new together. That would be a good 2023 resolution, listener. Eli Schwartz is a growth advisor and you can find him over at elishwartz.co. Eli, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thanks for having me, David. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. SEO in 2023.